to be cool. Oh Say, bitch, be cool. Say, bitch, be cool. Tell that fucking bitch to chill. Chill that fucking bitch out. Chill. All right, now tell her it's going to be all right. Promise her. Tell her to chill. No, no. The movie where Ice Cube and them stole the money out the church? No. <laughs> is that the movie? First Sunday. First is Sunday. One of, you know, it's a quiet hit. To I me love First anyway. Sunday. That is incorrect. I really love that it. That is wrong. Damn. Um, <laughs> That's a good let's one. Get through, let's get through this. Okay. Let's, I feel, okay. okay. Let's do one more. Okay. Same scene. Okay. Damn. Yolanda? I thought you were going to be cool. Yolanda, and it's not first Sunday? Now, when you yell at me, it makes me nervous. And when I get nervous, I get scared. And when motherfuckers get scared, that's when motherfuckers accidentally get shot. Yes, I have, this is so familiar. Now, who does that, like, who, now, I didn't... It sounds sure like Monique is the, saying the words. Ooh, no. Okay, so... Damn. Let's think of... Is it a man? It is a man. Damn. Okay, so, I don't do, like, motherfuckers the Motherfuckers get shot, Bernie Mac. Ooh, all right. No. Damn, okay. <laughs> um, curses a lot. How is it not Bernie Mac? <laughs> Very famous for cussing, loud, um, <laughs> black uh, treasure. I, I still don't understand how it's not. White people loving. How is it not Bernie Mac? In Bick? everything. Mm. So it's Pulp Fiction. Jesus. <laughs> so I had to Google it. Clearly. <laughs> Who's Jules? Sam Jackson. Oh, oh, duh, of course, Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, well, you know, Pulp Fiction, I don't believe I ever saw that. So Okay, well, I was going out on a limb there, but that's a definitely... Okay, well, you know, I tried, I tried. Sam Jackson's the reason that movie is great. Anybody who tells you different is a liar and the okay. truth ain't in them. I believe that. Um, so, yeah, welcome to The Read. I'm Samuel Jackson. And I am Lizzo. Hey, shout out to Lizzo. Um, oh, her song, Truth Hurts. Somebody put me onto that like last week and I haven't stopped playing it ever since. So yeah, <laughs> shout out to her because that song is the gospel truth. This week in Black Excellence, we're going to uh, start with the first black woman to make the U.S. Olympic speed skating team. Mame Biney is a 17-year-old girl. Okay. Who just slayed all of the competition. Oh, I saw that video with her dad and the son. Correct. Um, she's from Ghana is what I'm reading here. Uh, so clearly. I mean, nobody <laughs> else had a chance. Um, and yes, uh, her father was in the crowd when she uh, left her competition in the dust with a sign that said, uh, kick some hiney biney. Love that. Uh, needless to say, everybody's really excited. Um, and so whenever the Winter Olympics take place, I don't even know. I have... 20... I don't know 20, either. 20? I, was, I thought it was right. I thought it was Let's 2020, use. but that seems far. Isn't yeah, the Winter Olympics like every two time. years? I don't... Information. Or maybe it's every six. 2018. I don't pay 2018. attention. There's one 2018. Okay. So that's next year. Yes. Got you. South oh, that, ex- that explains why she qualified for the whatever. There we go. That putting it gives together. Us answers. <laughs> so we're gonna figure it out together. Congratulations to her. Um, also, congratulations to Issa Rae, who is now working on an additional two shows <laughs> with HBO. You go, One bitch. of them. Uh, 
it seems it's going to be called Sweet Life. Now, you remember she mentioned uh, wanting to work on or working on a, a show that was going to be like a black 90210. Oh, yeah, like yeah. Like set in the 90s, I think, in L.A. Is that what she said? I think it was huh. 90s. Either way, so the show Sweet Life, um, it's set in the Black Beverly Hills of Windsor Hills. Oh, okay. I don't know things about L.A. neighborhoods yet. Well, uh, Frank Ocean said Ladera Heights was the Black Beverly Hills on his song Sweet Life, which is definitely what I thought Issa was going with there. But I don't know anything. Yeah, I also Ladera Heights and whatever you just said might be right next door to each other. They could be. One could be part of the neighborhood of the other. And I would not know. One could be formally known as and it's actually (laughs) the same place. I have no idea. But the fact of the matter is it's coming and it sounds great. It does. Another show uh, she's working on uh, with writer Trayvon Free called him or her uh a comedy single cam half hour chronicles the dating life of a bisexual black man yes, and the distinctly God. different worlds and relationships he finds himself in i, I am so ready for that cannot <laughs> wait um so i just like to pull over really quickly okay sidebar so i realize a lot of you girls are upset I saw comments from the girls, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. on the shade room. Yes. A lot of, you know, the, the hoteps, the the noteps girls, the (laughs) butter girls, um, the pick me's, you know, I will just say that the show hasn't happened yet. Uh, Give it a chance to come out, see where it goes, mm-hmm. um, because I feel like honestly, it'll probably help a lot of y'all deal with, you know, the yeah. situations that you're dealing with, not being able to tell your wives and girlfriends that you oh, on jet. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Oh, not shit. being able to have conversations with your friends and lovers and ex lovers and future lovers about how you know you like puss so and that's bus. what you're gonna do. You right? know what I'm that's saying? That's what you're doing. Okay. And sometimes you are the puss in boots or whatever. <laughs> it is you know what i'm saying like i just feel like there is so dumb. information here and fun that should be tapped into absolutely black bisexual gay men whatever they exist yeah and would like to be represented just the same way that everybody else right would and this is something we have not seen an openly bisexual black and man here's dating why. on tv that does not happen because we already said black so white people right already don't care. <laughs> And then, like, even with the queer part, white people are like still not into it. Just a couple people who go to like Kendrick Lamar concerts or like listen to Ty Dolla Sign, maybe. Right. They, they stand in front of us insecure. when the police pull out the rubber bullets. Those right. white people will watch. The Absolutely. rest are not here for it. Um. So then you have like the whole LGP, LGBT factor, and mm-hmm. it's just like then you got the hotel niggas and the women that date them, and so right. Whoosh. There's that. They're they're women. <laughs> There won't. <laughs> so anyway, that's neither the point of this segment is Trayvon positivity. Trayvon is hilarious. Positivity. He is so funny. So I'm excited that he's working on this with Issa. I really can't wait to see. I just feel like this, that's a show that could do a lot of good. Anyway. Yeah, it really could. It really could. So shout out to Issa for continuing to break down doors and barriers and all this other shit. I'm, I'm hyped for the new projects coming out. Okay. So... Uh, 
Do you have another black excellence? Because I also wanted to shout out Jesus and Mero. Them niggas are on the cover of Time Out New York. You know what? They fucking are. They are on the cover of Time Out New York. I said, holy shit! With Sasha Velour. Right. And Bridget Everett, I don't know who she is. I'm sure you're very nice. But I just am like, look at these dirty Bronx niggas. (laughs) New Yorkers of the year. Now that's a statement. The brand is strong. Gang, gang. I mean... (laughs) I took my New York driver's license. I can't say that. Uh... No, they can't. That's Where are you hoes at? It's in public. I don't see you hoes on the... <laughs> like, <laughs> DJ Academics, I thought they wasn't poppin'. I thought they wasn't... What happened? I mean... <laughs> screw you, Puff. This is pretty poppin' by the Right. It's so, right there in print. I took my driver's license picture for New York because my license, my Oklahoma license, finally expired for the second time, so... I mean, you didn't just... You, you can only renew by mail once, and I wasn't oh, yeah, taking a flight right. to Oklahoma to renew. It's not that serious. Okay. I definitely did that once. <laughs> I'm not doing that again. So, but I took my driver's license picture in a Bodega Boys t-shirt. I said, this feels natural. This feels good. This feels like, you know, I shouldn't have the Bronx across my chest in this picture. When in Rome. Right. Exactly. It is a New York driver's license. So shout out to Deez Samero, of course, been knowing and rocking with them for some years now. And the come up has just been amazing. So proud of y'all for you know everything everything so yeah definitely black excellence okay so i was gonna say this for the end but i guess i'll just put it in black excellence yeah um, let's do it now that uh we're very sad um to hear about the passing of reggie osei our combat jack one of the uh owners and Head Negro, well, the only Negro, honestly, said <laughs> nigga in charge. The Negro. The nigga in charge. Oh, Here are loudspeakers. And um, like, if you didn't know, he uh, came forward about being diagnosed with colon cancer, I think a couple months ago. Yeah. Also, uh, that was already quite like abrupt uh, to even hear about it. But I guess for some reason, that was something I would just. I don't know why I just kind of expected to hear like he's better now, you know, or he's right. getting better or he's right. recovering. Me too. Um, so to recently hear, you know, he was still really sick and like very badly still sick. Um, and now this is just like, it's really heavy. It's a little surreal, honestly, because Reggie was right there when we were first starting this show. Exactly. Right? Before loudspeakers even had a name. Right. You know, just back when we were all over we there right off of Radio City taping in that building over there. Stevie um, J Avenue walked right out of his Stevie studio J and came right, right down the house. To ruin our lives, too. Yeah. I mean, back when we did the Combat Jack show, and I was like, right. what is this? What are we doing? What are all these niggas in a room? I was just so... You know, just to think that that was... And they had been doing it for years at that point. Um, right. And I was just so me, so I had no idea what was going right, on. So it's just very, like, God damn, man. It's really crazy, and um, it's really sad. And I will definitely be praying for his kids, his family, and and everybody. But um, I, it was great to see so many different people uh, telling, like, the different stories of how he impacted them right and inspired them and all of the different things he's done for the culture of hip-hop like long long before like when i was in school still you know right. so like when i was a kid he was working and doing his thing in law and switched it up and did his own thing and so i'm just grateful that he was a part of what led us to creating this and being a part of this journey with us and all of that so He'll be missed and pray for everybody if you're listening. Everybody here, loudspeakers, is pretty, you know, torn up about it. But we're just going to honor his 
legacy, essentially. <sighs> yeah. I mean, I think that was beautifully said, friend. And we're just going to try to get through this with our normal cheery niggerish tone because I think that's what Reggie would have really wanted. So, but yeah, rest in peace. Okay. So this week on Hot Tops and the Black Bottom Line. Mm, my favorite line. Um, so let me just start with something that I mentioned at the show in Detroit this weekend, just because it was one of my favorite of the stories. Um, we discussed Rob Kelly being uh, <laughs> robbed blind. <laughs> like the way you did that. Um, so I've said something on the show about how I was interested in him knowing that this was a person he's known for 25 and 30 years. Interested that he knew people over that age, but... Uh, you ain't sure. Also that he was, like, he seemed to be clear on who the thief was. Right, that he knew very well. Uh, so all of my questions have been answered because <laughs> the the person in question turned himself in. His name is Alfonso Walker. All right. Uh, he was booked into Fulton County Jail. And investigators <laughs> say that he, he told them that... R. Kelly owed him some money, and that was his way of getting the money back. I remember when you said this on the show, I was like, this sounds legit. I was just like, well, okay. I don't see a problem. I just... And I was, like I said, frankly very upset that this man was arrested after he did the public such a grand service by taking R. Kelly's things. If you can't rob a nigga that owe you money, like... Or if a nigga it can't that, be, like, sexually explo- exploits girls. Right. If you can't... If it can't be R. Kelly, then, like... Who can you rob? Like, what's the point? <laughs> what are you? What's the problem here? Like, it should have been like, oh, so someone was owed money, so they stole all this nigga stuff. Oh no, you can't do this shit. Well, it was R. Kelly. All right, oh, okay. tell the nigga to chill and just. <laughs> we didn't know that. See, had you said that there's an exemption in Code 403 that allows for robberies right. from one Mr. Robert Kelly. So right, exactly. You got to lead with that. See, but I already started filling out the paperwork. It's you fine. Just, like, I mean, the well, shredder is right there. Right. It's okay. I mean, I got up. I got two dollars for your paper. Just I do. shredded. <laughs> this man free this nigga. Whoever like, did this good this good thing. At the very least, let's. Let us get like an address to send them some zebra cakes or like a right. He shouldn't spend Christmas sad. Some form of a cream pie. <laughs> they got chocolate chip and yeah, oatmeal. or it's just money on your books. Whatever so it is, you can get the nice things in jail. I mean, you are already owed money, and not only that, you took the time and the effort mm-hmm. and the position to right. go in there and with I'm sure power tools. <laughs> to remove television to. from mounts, them screens, right? Furniture, like there were trucks, all kinds of things. He had were a involved. crew. <laughs> they probably had bubble wrap and all that shit. This wasn't a heist, <laughs> you know. This was simply going in, getting what's getting yours, your things, right? And coming out with it, and with the amount of shit that he stole. <laughs> It had to have been enough to pay back his debt. What the fuck did you borrow from this nigga, or, or what services? What was it? That's a good question. That you owe him that he took all of those things. Right. Because he so, like, calmly and respectfully was like, yes, it was me who did it. <laughs> also, here's why. If you have a problem, part. suit me up. I so, guess if that's illegal to steal a nigga's things, if you say so. It just feels like there's a some level of honesty yeah. within Mr. Walker. This is, this is a real nigga. So I feel like, you know, the question should be with 
with R. Kelly. Like, our, he should be more concerned with the fact that he has less places to hide children. Uh, uh, you know what? That just behind me furniture all the way out. But yeah, no, I get it. This man, I feel like he's done the rest of us a massive favor. And so, if he needs me to put a little money on his books so he can get like the good soup or whatever out the commissary, I'm willing to do that because this was a public good. Like, can we at least get him like a fire stick and like a little right or you know the smallest possible phone that can go up his booty hole i've seen orange is the new black i know what y'all doing i mean with them flip phones what needs to be done (laughs) uh fuck r kelly forever um well speaking of niggas you don't like uh, okay well let's just keep going is it joe button time joe button is no longer going to be a part of the everyday struggle program that complex has been um Throwing at us for I don't know how long, couple, <laughs> not a full year. I don't think it's been a full year. You ain't shit. I just feel like I've been assaulted. Have you been assaulted with everyday struggles? <laughs> so many times. Um, shout out to the one girl in between academics and and Joe Budden who was simply coming to work. Sweetheart, I don't know your name. No shade. But no, I'm trying to Google I her because I also best. don't know who that is. I just I I blame you for nothing. Just know from me to you I I believe you simply came to work. Cast. And I appreciate that because you've never personally aggravated me. Nadeska Alexis. What does she do? That sounds like it could be accurate. I I thought that was a basketball wife. I don't know why. It sounds like one. It does, right? Again, no shade. I don't know anything about anything. Um, But yes, everyday struggle will be an everyday struggle from now on because Joe Budden... uh, Confirmed via Twitter that he will no longer be associated with the show. No clear reasons why, but uh, DJ Who Kid, I guess, was sitting in for him for a little minute or for a week. I don't okay. know. Um, but Who Kid tweeted, Joe Biden will be back. He's on baby duties this week. I'm not taking his spot on everyday struggle. Uh, Holy shit, blah, blah, blah. Okay, whatever. (laughs) So then Joe Biden retweets that and says, I'm not on paternity. And they should stop using my three-day-old child to mask internal chaos. Thanks. They didn't give me a proper goodbye either. Injustice is what he retweeted when... DeRay said that he didn't know Joe Biden left. Oh, God. Injustice. Injustice. <laughs> Nigga. I just, I just call sarcasm every time. I don't know why. I can't see any of this because he blocked me years ago. So I, that is, feels appropriate. All, no, no, definitely. Was. I can see I, that I happening. I said some mean things. Sure. He said his own fair share of dumb shit, so I don't feel bad. There aren't any regrets. Um, I created that show. I'll create another if need be, and another, and another. It's one you can't create that you move without integrity. So um, what what were you creating that was so great and full of integrity? I mean that show is going to be absolute ass now. I mean, well, I mean if it wasn't if you didn't think so before. Right, which of course I'm going to be totally honest. I, of course I did not watch it, but I would have to assume that of Joe Budden, DJ Academics and Miss Nadeska that Joe had to be the reason that probably 98% of the audience was tuning in in the first place. 90 98% of the audience heard about the Everyday show. struggle only when Joe Budden did something. Right. Joe Budden was going to fight the Migos. So the Migos were going to fight Joe Budden. Joe Budden yelled at Lil Yachty for being happy. <laughs> oh, uh, yes. That's where that happened. Joe Budden and Ashanti got into it for comparing her to a stripper or something. Like, it's usually... Weren't they on the red carpet? 
at BT or something like something that. Something like that. Yes. And that's when the Migos thing happened. Yep. Right. I think that's when I was like, okay, so Joe Budden is on a show. Or it's just Joe Budden's wild, just erratic opinion yeah. about hip hop okay. music. But he already has a podcast. So I think the whole him, the weird breakup with Drake. That was also in the everyday struggle era. I oh, okay. Oh, I mean, right, I right, think, right. I remember that very brief. I think beef. that he was on the show when that happened. Okay, I'm gonna take your word for all that. Whatever. The point is, he ain't on that shit no more. And I guess he'll just continue to podcast or do something else or whatever in the third. Um, and I expect to no longer hear about everyday struggle because I can't imagine who they're going to try and replace him with. It is equally, so they like, fired him. Why I don't know the if they fired him. I heard he quit. I heard like it was. A pay dispute. I heard a pay dispute. Yeah, he was also not getting proper control. Like I heard a whole bunch of shit that I don't really care to figure out whether or not it's true. But okay, the meat and the potatoes of the story is that that nigga don't work there no more. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm looking at he an article. I googled something now, and apparently he was mad because he hated doing having guests on the show. Well, wouldn't you if? Like, <laughs> yeah, I guess one so. out of every three of them want to fight you? Uh, well, all right. But see, if that was my own fault because I was a generally cantankerous kind of bitch, then I guess I would just kind of take that as being part of the job. But this says that, like, he, he thought Complex would recognize what he and academics have done for that conglomerate and would show that they have appreciation for the best year they've ever had. So I guess maybe it came time to renegotiate contract. They wasn't talking about no money. Oh, I can see that. Yeah, that's what this sounds like. That sounds like. pretty on Because it's like, no, you weren't fired, and no, you didn't quit. It's just we could have kept this going, and we did not reach a mutual agreement to make that happen. So now right. it's not. Okay, well, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they try to replace him, but I don't think it's... I don't think it's going to work out. So it doesn't sound like it will. I mean, and I, I'm not any more likely to watch it now that Joe Budden is not on it either, to be honest. I just, the only reason I ever saw anything from Everyday Struggle was when it was a clip of something that Joe Budden said or something that happened to Joe Budden mm-hmm. or Joe Budden being angry at someone or someone being angry at Joe Budden. So, All very again, possible. Everyday Struggle kind of happened to me. Like it was like I never okay. went and seeked. searched it out. Yes. Right. Um, so now without Joe Budden, I expect that it won't, it won't even it won't anymore. even reach you no right. more. Right. Um, so unless they I'm sure who, he's quite proud of that. Who could they pick up as a host of that show that would make you watch it? Kaya and T.S. Madison. Oh, OK. But see, why would Kaya do that? <laughs> Kaya should do whatever she's offered. Mm, I don't I don't know about that. I feel like whatever <laughs> is offered. Just take the, just whatever, whatever it is that you give. can get. I don't know. And say thanks. Mm, well, maybe, but I just don't I don't see Kaya fitting in with anybody's Oh, that was brand. a joke. Bitch, yeah, I'm no, not that's not serious. gonna Okay. Let this show die, but then I see here that Complex said, We'll be back in 2018 with lots of new guests. So I guess they said, Fuck that nigga, we just go keep pushing. With academics and this girl who is probably very nice, but I don't know otherwise. Okay, sure you guys are. Just all I gotta do is reformat it. They can figure something out. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and shed no tears for Joe Budden. I just don't. Just, just, uh, no. That is He's doing nigga. something with Revolt and Charlemagne. This year was dope trash well, that or does- something. 
So <laughs> this shit I guess was they dope could trash. Link up together and be horrible niggas together. Well, that'll be a popular video clip, whatever that is, when that comes out. Charlemagne and Joe Budden getting together to just yell in a niggerish way about things. But I don't, I don't know. I feel like I have literally no good things to say about Joe Budden, so I try to stay away from his news. You think you do, or are you? No, I know for a fact that I do not. I'm okay. just, I'm getting to the end of me, like, trying to say neutral things about Joe Budden's. <laughs> like, I'm, okay. I'm giving you all the words I have. All right. That's fair. <laughs> and that's it. That's fair. <laughs> Shit. Um, so rumor has it that Jenna Jackson and Jermaine Dupri are a couple again. Mm. That never looked right. Maybe it's better than that his teeth are fixed. Let me Google a picture of them. Are they? Aren't they? I, I thought Jermaine Dupree got his teeth fixed. Jermaine to Let me <laughs> He always just kinda gave me like a bug's life. Uh and... yeah. Even in two thousand he's kinda he looks like a cornier version of Neo. Even in two thousand seventeen, he is what? still not Anywhere near her level. This isn't okay. That hurt my feelings. Well, did you see Neo's cornier? <laughs> did you see Neo's uh, shirtless photograph that that girl posted? Shut up. <laughs> Let me Google right what now. His girlfriend or wife, fiance. I don't know their relationship status. She posted some picture like MCM or whatever. I don't know. Whatever. Something like that. This would help if I know. But he's like shirtless. Like he has like a nice body. Mm -hmm. And then you get like above his Adam's apple. Uh, And you're like, wow. So we're right back at the face. I think I found her. His face is like. Oh, there it is. Wow. So you think you're getting you a baddie from the neck down. You're like, okay, abs. I see you obliques. And then, pal, still, uh, but she called him a meal. Don't matter. And you know what? Anybody like your man but you, girl. That's right. That's right. Because don't nobody got to eat what's on your plate but you. That's right, bitch. And she hashtag cravings. That's right, bitch. You better get you a taste and enjoy all of it. That's right. Me and my ugly nigga are happy together. Neo is not in bed by himself, bitch. Can you say the same? That's right. Exactly. Can you say the same? You bitter, bored bitches are just mad. What the fuck do you look like, (laughs) bitch? Nobody has to like your funny looking man but you sis correct that's right the so y'all stay together and y'all be happy bitch. Huh. fuck out of here that nigga done wrote a lot of hits crystal you know smith ain't gotta pay no bills Jan- janet how did okay. we get on neo because you said that jermaine dupree looks like a cornier version of neo and crystal that is cruel like that cruel to whom that is just cruel to whom terrible crystal uh, what no like, what's, what's cruel is that google has word. his height right there oh, wow. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, no. now that's what's rude google's the hater I can't. I can't give you Neo. I can't. Oh, wow. I don't understand what you mean. Jermaine Dupree looks like... <laughs> he just... Jermaine Dupree... He looks like Neo's corny short cousin who was always doing the most to try to keep up with everybody else. That's okay. <sighs> I, feel, I don't know if Jermaine Dupree is nice, but nobody ever thought he was fine enough for Jenna Jackson. Dupree nobody. better be nice. He's got Janet Jackson. If you ain't nice to nobody else, nigga, it better be Janet. No fuck do you mean? But I mean, we could talk about niggas. They I don't mean, have right. But for her to come back after all these years, she didn't had her 
somebody tall and white and wealthy and still was like Jermaine Dupree's where my heart's at. You could put a dime in the size of this MacBook in his <laughs> hand. And he's going to be like, that's it, bitch. Where the rest of the diamonds at? <sighs> so I don't know. The point of the matter is that uh, Janet is wow, uh, man. out of a relationship that didn't seem to go very well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Got an adorable baby. Um, and so if she's back with that old thing, hey. Yeah, I'm I'm really not mad at this. If he makes her happy, then that is really all I care about. So you just focus on not doing Janet wrong and keeping that mouth together and oh, your three piece outfits and all that. Jermaine Dupree twenty seventeen. You look. just need to be in the back like Marlo, making sure Janet's braid is always on right. Fix her bun. Fix her bun. And that can just be <laughs> Make sure she's beat. And leave Bow Wow alone. Like don't leave him at home. I mean, don't And raise help raise this whoever this what's the little baby's name? Ahmad. So, uh, I'm gonna. No, I, I was about to lie. Mm-hmm. I was about to lie. Cute. Isa. Cutie. E i s s a. That's probably. I probably mispronounced that. We do that all the time. He's adorable. Oh, look at him. Well, you know, love and light to them and whatever is going on. Yeah, I'm not shitting on black love. I'm happy for them. Never. You know, I'm into them and having a merry Mackie holiday and. And Are you going to tune in else. for the Mackie holiday? I'm not doing that. I can't do Love and Hip Hop New York, but I will watch the Papooses celebrate the Papoose the family. Celebrate. <laughs> the Papoose. The Papoose is the not his last name. The <laughs> I will watch the Ma family celebrate Christmas together. That'll be cute. I don't care about those relationship shows. Yeah. Like, it would literally have to be one of three couples, and that's probably Beyonce, Jay-Z, Will Jada, or Barack Michelle. Okay, so none of them are ever going to do that. There <laughs> Never you go. Are there you have it. That. Nothing else to be said. So don't, it's not even, like, I love Remy and Papoose. I think they're cute together. I mm-hmm. love seeing them being cute. I hope that they have a baby and all that great stuff. But I just don't care about watching a show about y'all being in a relationship. And I just feel like that's, more of my more of your business than I need. And if things don't work out, it's just yeah. business I know that you ain't gonna want me to know. I just don't like I don't Or I'm something not, Mona came up with that y'all gotta incorporate both. I mean into, a mix. <laughs> right. A mixture. Oh man. But they're so, so they are they really are very cute together. They are. So if anybody was gonna get a spinoff still left in the love and hip hop franchise, I'm glad it's those two. But I don't even think I'll it's watch their whole... shit before I watch Yandy and and Eminem's. Well, man, DC's got to stay out of jail long enough to tape. I mean, whatever, first. whatever they let him So, do. but nothing is worse than Don't Be Tardy, that Kim Zolciak show. I am not watching Kim, Kim, Kim and her and white her power family. <laughs> <laughs> Just white powering it out. That is really what it is. <laughs> I don't care. Like, <laughs> them and all, all, all the little blonde children of the corn running Brielle around being bad. Trying to be the white Reginae. She fast as hell. Look, she's <laughs> Speaking of, did you watch Housewives? Not interested. <laughs> First of all, bitch, nobody said nothing about your son's face. Nobody. I said, now look, I'm always here to drag Kenya Moore, but she did not say nothing. She did talk about your whole daughter. And you, you said. said. <laughs> to Chrissy. You did. In front of us, In Drea. front of everybody. 
You said it, Kim. You said to Chrissy, who does Brielle have to blow to get tickets to see John Legend? Right. You said you that. You said that. Why now, that? Now, clearly it's a joke, but why you would make that joke about your own child, I don't understand. <laughs> that is so nasty. Any child, but your child. <laughs> it's just gross. And so, you can't be mad that somebody else threw that back in your quoted face. Quoted a tweet that you wrote about your own daughter. You you took that shit about your baby's mom face straight out your ass. I guess to make it worse how do they just be lying on the show like they right. like they're not filming and then was like well here come uh, not sure yeah Sheree here comes Sheree like well girl time to ride on down to Portia's house cause you know she's not allowed to film with the girls that <laughs> that was, was so funny hilarious. they literally just rolled down the street we supposed to believe you and your sister are really in here organizing wigs we really supposed to believe that's what she was doing uh, like a Friday night or whatever they're better on like the fake setup though than Love and Hip Hop is oh no they, they are. are they are dramatic. way better like they suck <laughs> like, they always do like the most <laughs> over the top shit right. to try and get them together to lead into the storyline like they can't just and be it's like, just so fake with the lines <laughs> like it's just it's like at least these girls have established relationships. Maybe part of the problem with love and hip hop now is part of it is these people are awful actors. Right, but then the other right. part is that it's a bunch of fucking strangers. And not only do we not know them, they don't know each other. So watching all that happen on TV at once is awkward at times. And the housewives are also older. Most of them have had some form of money prior to the show or financial comfort right. prior to the show. Atlanta rich. Right. Atlanta rich. Mm-hmm. So, which is fine. Which is just, just fine. I'll Have you seen them houses? Take it. Okay. Hello? <laughs> Bitch, I would love some Atlanta Bitch. Rich. <laughs> Please. I sure will. I sure will. I come from Miami, Florida, the land of Queens being like, well, you know where I'm going. <laughs> because for the dollar, <laughs> thanks. Okay. That's like, it. Goodbye. Um, but yes, I don't even know how the fuck we got on that. Let's move on. Okay. So next up. Apparently, Birdman um, could lose his mansion, I think, that's in Miami. (sighs) He's still not paying all his many, many debts. So, a $12 million loan. Here's what we're looking at. What? Uh, I don't know if this was to pay for the house. I don't have money, so I don't know. A $12 million. It seems like maybe you just don't need to buy the house. Why in the fuck... Would you need a twelve million dollar? So here's how I found out about this because Rick Ross but, apparently posted. Uh, help me, Lord. On Snapchat or one of the chats or the snaps, uh, uh, I guess he's screenshotting, recording the okay. headline. Oh Lord! And he says, "You mean you moved to Miami, took out a loan on the mansion, then took out another loan on the mansion, and you still ain't paid your little niggas." <laughs> You ain't had no money in seven years, nigga. You should have came and borrowed some money from Rosé. Now you want to fuck that old lady life up, too. That old lady being Tony Braxton. <laughs> you probably borrowing some money from her, too. Oh, y'all ain't to let that. Tony ain't got it to lead shit. You have to fuck your mind. No, no the fuck you ain't. You ain't getting nothing. <laughs> Ain't Tony declared bankruptcy two or three times? Tony's Child. like, you may no, have a fry. But I don't think so. No, I don't that know. Isn't, mm, that's all I got. You can put two slices of cheese on your burger today. But, okay. I mean, I think you share my tostones. Borrow, I don't have shit else. 
Borrow what? If you are, if know. you need a twelve million dollar loan for a house, maybe you don't need that house. Like it just seems once you get into the millions and like grand luxury items, if you can't just pay for them, then he's you don't. Birdman, need them. and he's like his whole thing is being rich. That's nuts. Birdman, Birdman's whole thing from my perspective anyway has always been more about being rich and like the cash money boss than it has being a recording artist I've never thought that oh, Birdman yeah, could no. like rap nobody did I've never ever <laughs> wanted to hear like Birdman <laughs> on a song Birdman was great for being part of you know uh, cash money right. hot boys bring and he Lil gave Wayne you a couple around. of lines every now and then you would be like a couple right. of cute like lines diamonds moments. in my fucking teeth when I talk I sparkle that's fine yes but mostly features. Right, is exactly. What we're no, out of definitely. Um, so I feel like, you know, if that's your your whole thing, then you got to keep up appearances. If you're like, you have to, why would you? I don't know what mm-hmm. his finances are really looking like and don't really care. I mean, I would love for at some point Lil Wayne to be able to put out a music, an album again. Uh, that's looking less and less likely. I mean, because. Whoever gave you this long EMG transfer agent, they're going to want their motherfucking money. Oh, yep. 12 million plus interest and late fees. Of course they are. That's probably another couple million on top of it. So uh, <sighs> looks like he's trying to sell it, but it's not. Well, that would solve all your problems. Well, Rick Ross also said that he'll buy it um, just to park his boats there. <laughs> he doesn't even need the house. Rick Ross I'm like, why are you even involving yourself? Like, what is this even? Just to make Birdman mad. <laughs> like, I know that he, like, I think he put out that one song coming at Birdman, like, in defense of Wayne, who is a close friend of his or whatever. But it's just like, what? Oh, These niggas wow. are too rich. Like, they just have too much money and ass and, and space to do whatever. They're just wild. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to buy your house that you can't afford to pay for just so I can just park, park my, my boat on your little parking lot looking ass house. Oh, strip of useless ass land. <laughs> Niggas are so dumb. Rick Ross is a new nigga and a creep. But you, you don't need stop. to be. I mean, but you don't need to be. Well, you know what? Let me stay out of everybody else's pockets. I'm right here. Focus my ass on World Star talking about bitch can't pay her bills. So. Hello? Okay. All it takes is one. That's really it. All it takes is. But shit, this nigga been 16 years. That's what this says anyway. That's what Rick Ross said. You been? You ain't had no money. Oh. Six, seven. Six, seven. Mm, never mind. Give little Wayne his things so that Regine can have her things. <laughs> Because she's not standing for it. She ain't sped the fuck up. She's working. Speaking of rich niggas, Puff says that he is interested in buying the Carolina. Yeah, that's what it's called. The Carolina Panthers. The Carolina Panthers are a football team. They play football here in America. They do. You're right about that. For Carolina. They, yes. North and South? Yeah, sure. Why not? Okay. They're They're just the Panthers of all the Carolinas. Great. So apparently, it's not, not true. It's North Carolina. I don't want you to take that information and go with it. Like I was going to. Oh, it's not. No, I was so definitely sorry. pulling out of the lot. No, <laughs> it's definitely. Okay, well, just North Carolina. The Charlotte, North Carolina Panthers. That's okay. Yeah, you got you got me now. Charlotte. They're North- based in Charlotte. So North the Charlotte, Carolina. Car- no, they're called the Carolina Panthers, but they're based in Charlotte. I did. I just didn't want you to really. So it's not for South Carolina. <laughs> I was saying the South Carolina reps them niggas, but it's North Carolina's team. 
Got it. Like how a lot of Oklahomans. So why do people not care? About are real South crazy Carolina? about why the South Cal- Carolina county? Well, I mean, I don't. I personally don't know. Just when I hear the name South Carolina, I instantly think much more racist than North Carolina. It's just oh. automatically where I go with that. If South Carolina had a team, would they play North Carolina's team? Sure they would, friend. I, you know, I don't think I know enough about Carolina culture to, to go too much further. Does West Virginia have a team? Not a professional team. Does Virginia have a team? I know that Virginia and West Virginia be beefing in basketball. What college. College. Okay, no, see, no. What are the teams? Not be? professional. What are I'm the college teams? The universities be? of these states. Oh, like they typically have these beefs right. within each other. That, yeah. that sounds right. <laughs> Okay. Well, not that you know any fucking college teams anyway. I mean, I could have known. I could have thought of whatever. I should have. This none of this mattered. We did not need to go down this path at all. So there is a man named Jerry Richardson. He's the current owner of the Panthera, and um, oh apparently God. he's uh, dealing with some sexual misconduct allegations at the moment. Yep. Yep. Like pretty severe. Many niggas at the moment. Yep. They're pretty bad. So that team is being sold off and Diddy has expressed interest in purchasing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and from there also, I mean, I, they're never going to do that. No, they're like, never, that's never going to happen. Ever, ever going to do that. I mean, but even if they were considering it, then Steph Curry and Colin Kaepernick, like <laughs> step forward talking about being interested in like, everybody want to buy a part. Yeah. Right. Well, cause which is- would be lit. Yeah, I mean, you're going to need... Diddy don't have the cash to buy an NFL team. Let's just start right there. Right. This is going to be a couple billion dollars I mean, worth of a purchase. That, no, just, he definitely... I don't know how much a team is No, worth. an NFL team? Absolutely not. That is some serious, real, real deep, long white man money that you got to have, and Diddy ain't got it. But you could get enough rich niggas together who would have the cash maybe all together, especially if you include somebody like Jay-Z, to buy a team... It's just that the rest of the owners are never, they're never ever going to let you do that. No, because you have to get voted in and you have to be like approved by the rest of the owners to have a team. Why people put all the things in place. Of course they did. They like even it. And if the niggers ever do come up with some cash, they're going to have to get write a rule that says we have to vote them in. Each of our dead bodies is what you're getting on. Pretty much. So that you can abandon all hope if you think that nigga is really about to even not even the internet was like running with it. Like, yes, a black team. And then like, Child. Even I knew better. Right. No. No. That's it's wonderful sorry, guys. to think about. It's a cute idea. Maybe Jordan Peele can write a movie about that. I, I mean, all of the subtle team. changes that would happen. The food at the stadium, suddenly much better. Woo! Oh, my God. Let me tell you who would be going to football games. <laughs> okay. The selection of liquors. No more sparkling wine and bullshit. You get, like, henny and apple juice and little sealed up tin canisters alizé in a red cup i'm not mad at that either you know niggas is drinking all types of shit out like cigarillos at the concession. oh man what was that ratchet ass drink that everybody was rita's no it tasted Four like loco? perfumed liquor for loco no it was like pink it came in a ridiculous Nuvo. bottle. Nuvo. I used to love some garbage-ass Nuvo. Nuvo was trash, and it was so delicious. I loved Nuvo. It was just Diddy's going to bring Nuvo back. Only at the Carolina Panthers Stadium. It's going to be Ciroc everything. The music during the games is going to be better. The Ciroc Stadium. Oh, it has to be Ciroc. Ciroc right. Arena. Oh, God. You're right. Ciroc would be... Easy. Speaking of, have you seen that, that fucking commercial of Diddy 
curling? What sport is he playing in this commercial? Oh, I have seen that. And it confuses the fuck out of me every time. I'm not sure I get it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I definitely don't. I don't understand. It looks so clearly photoshopped. Like, it this is. can't be your body. But it's I don't, not your body. But it, what is happening? I have no idea. <laughs> I don't get it. It is almost like Diddy was like, you know what? I'm very rich. And I can put out a commercial that makes as little sense as possible. Niggas still gonna know that what it boils down to is by Ciroc. Why not? Yeah. So, no, that's not... I hope y'all didn't really think that was gonna happen because it certainly is not. Um. Okay. So, something interesting happened on Nicki Minaj's Instagram page this past week. Mm. Uh, so, she posted a screenshot of the iTunes chart for the top 10 rap songs in the U.S. right now. Okay, that's fun. And the caption says, it's a great time to be a white rapper in America, huh? These are the top 10 rap songs on U.S. iTunes. Those artists are, number one is Eminem with a song called River featuring Ed Sheeran. Really? Okay. Yep. Uh, Two was Post Malone, Rockstar, 21 Savage. Three, someone named N.F., no, you know, I don't know. Never in my life, but he's white. g Easy is four. Lil Pump is five. I don't know what Lil Pump is. Lil how. Pump is Gucci Gang. Yes, but I don't know, like, his... I don't know if he's mixed or... Oh, his racial... Oh, I thought he was just light-skinned. I think and bad. <laughs> well... <laughs> he's like a bad little boy to Clearly me. bad. <laughs> she must have deleted this off her Instagram, because I don't see it anymore. Yeah, she probably did. Um... Macklemore is seven. Well, number six is Migos, that is Motorsport. Seven is Macklemore, which I didn't even know was still happening. Gross. Eight is NERD, then Post Malone, then Machine Gun Kelly. So most of these are artists white. Yeah. are white. Um, so then eventually she, I guess, caught some shade for it or whatever. And she changed the caption to say uh, the same thing it said before. But then she added... <laughs> She added, shout out to M and Post, two of my faves. Congrats to M on his new album. Hashtag Motorsport put that thing in sport. Really? <laughs> Wasn't she on Eminem's, or Eminem was on her album? Yeah, on her first one. Yeah. Uh, then updates, blocking all you sensitive dick riders. <laughs> it is a great time to be a white rapper in America. I want to sign one for my new label. Oh, you God. know anyone? I speak my motherfucking mind, and if you don't like it, get the fuck off my page, dick rider. Y'all can never wait to ride the queen dick. <laughs> Y'all can never wait to ride the queen dick? Is that was, wait, was that the, was that the sentence? Y'all can never wait to ride the queen dick. Sensitive ass IG thugs, get the fuck out of here. Okay. Not totally sure I get what Nikki's message was there, but uh, she's not They're wrong. Riding her fucking cock. What do you mean? <laughs> I mean, okay. Sure they, sure they are. Get they, off the queen cock. The cock, <laughs> the cock queen. Is it, see, uh, please stop saying cock. It makes me so uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, God. Get off her cock. Uh, every time you say it, I just picture a white man's dick wiggling in my face. Isn't that all you can see? <laughs> yes, God. We shouldn't need like it to nigga, go away. If be like, cock to me. I'm just like, okay, <gasps> let's pause for a second. Like, so you just don't want to do let's anything. Discuss. You just don't want to have sex at all. <laughs> like, 
because I'm so uninterested right now. Cock just sounds up. so silly. It's very dry. I don't know why, to be. I just, I, I was just, just laughing. super dry. Um, what were we talking? Oh, so yes, Nikki's right. It is a good time to be a white rapper absolutely. if that's what the top 10 looks like. Sounds like little white kids are just in their feelings about it, but it's not even your art form to begin with. We were kind enough to let y'all take part of it, and now y'all are all over the top 10. So what do you really have to bitch about? Nothing. Uh, she says, be mad at this too. In another post, um, Onika posts what Onika wants on Onika page. Anybody who don't want to see Onika posts should unfollow Onika and stop commenting to or about Onika. Because Onika will never comment to... <laughs> All this is in the third person. Or about you. Because Onika okay. doesn't know you or care about you. Love always, Onika. Onika sends her love to her epic supporters around the world. Love you, my babies. I'm feeling mad nice right now. Then a whole bunch of people, so high. fans included, were like, girl, if you don't delete this. <laughs> this is so much. <laughs> One person said, Nikki, take this down before you get hated on. She said, who gives a fuck? It's a great time to be a white rapper in America. That was a fact, clearly. I'm trying to sign one. Who would you recommend? Okay. Anybody mad that I said it's a great time to be a white rapper can eat a whole dick. All right. Well, I agree with her about if you don't want to see what Onika posts, then unfollow Onika and don't comment on her Instagram. That just sounds like I never see your Instagram posts or anything else you post anywhere on the internet. <laughs> that is very deliberate. Not until I come into this studio do I ever know what Nicki Minaj is doing with herself. So I agree. Like you weirdos who go on people's Instagram and you know good and damn well you don't like them and you just go on every single fucking thing they post and talk crazy shit or are mad at her because she said something that actually made sense for what's like it is a great time to be a white rapper I kind of was a little bit like over the fact that it felt like she skated backwards a little bit when How? she was like I'm trying to sign one do you know anybody oh like, like trying to like clearly cover being it like kind of like I don't think she was even trying to cover it up I think she was just kind of being like over it and like sarcastic or whatever mm. but I wish she would have just been like I said what the fuck I said right. and here's why our motherfucking <laughs> said it point 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 I said point, it cause point, look at one, two, four, five, seven, nine, and 10 all Caucasian like you bitches can't be mad at the truth yeah I see what you mean there but the Nikki, point that she's making Nikki gives me such few chances to just be on her side that I'm trying to just go ahead and right. be on okay, her side that's fair. right you know I'm just trying to get I'm in a good mood tis the season so. sure right I'm being I'm being nice about it and I agree so white people should just take their gifts and shut the fuck up with them what she actually posted that second time was J. Cole um, in an interview where I think it may have been The Breakfast Club and he was talking about uh, well, he was comparing hip hop today to uh, like the jazz charts being almost completely white and, you know, the history yeah. of jazz being, being us, of course. Uh, it's always we're the ones who create it and popularize it and then white people take it and make a huge amount of money off of it. And we're just nowhere to, re to be reflected in those top charts or those awards, shit like that, your movies. So, not to mention it wouldn't even be possible for these white people to be anywhere on these charts if it wasn't for like the cosign and blessing of black people. Of course. And you can be pissed about that. Eminem has to get black true. people to cosign mm -hmm. in for him to be Eminem. Post Malone's song on here is with 21 fucking Savage on it. G-Eazy's record is being like 
uh, rotated all around the country and the world right now. Why? Because of Cardi, of Cardi fucking B. Like, yep. you know what I'm saying? All of these rappers that you see on this fucking list right now, even Macklemore had niggas on his album co-signing them. Like, if it weren't for black people even giving, like, the co-sign and the blessing to... Right, people. They would just be... Another white rapper trying to make it. Even if you got T.I. to be like, oh, yes, girl. Oh, God. Click, this click, bang, bang. It's the murder business. It is the murder <laughs> business. Okay? What is your plan? I really just, every time somebody's like, oh, I'm listening to the show from 2014, and wow, you guys used to love Iggy. I'm like, That's, this is exactly why we need to put them damn archives behind a paywall. <laughs> this is why. So y'all cannot go back and make me relive my this worst moments. This show's almost five years old. I could have changed my mind about whatever the fuck I want. This, this is right. This years ago. Let me live. Let me grow. You know how many motherfucking people that we have stayed, especially white people? Okay. I'd be scared to give white people compliments on this uh, show. Because it'll be the next day. They're like, oh, that person actually uh, is a rapist and they love Trump. Mm-hmm. They also uh, have like a Satan fan club. Just letting you know. Speaking of, I heard Justin Timberlake's restaurant hosted a fundraiser for Steve Bannon. Or somebody that Steve Bannon was representing, or somebody's dumb. Not uh, that me either. Unfortunately, that's sad. But it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. Another white boy. I wasn't like, for. hmm, what's so crazy? Justin Timberlake was singing "Bye Bye Bye" and pop with corned rose <laughs> with a bandana wrapped around was. his forehead. Joel Santana. He definitely style, thought he was. We. He thought he was black. Let him. Mm. Uh, not just let him. We loved it. <laughs> Loved it. Couldn't tell black girls nothing about Justin Timberlake. Hooked up with Pharrell and Timbaland and was shucking and And that was it, nigga. And everything. And all you had to do was stand behind Janet. All you had to do was yep. stand by. You couldn't even do that. And couldn't that was the beginning of the downfall for Justin Timberlake with the black community. So Still came back. Had Jay-Z touring with him, doing albums and shit like that. Nigga oh, yeah, still co-signing. You know. uh, mm. I remember. Oh, mm. I Stand up love. and what the fuck you said, Onika. Because you're right. You're on to something. Bitch. What was that called? The 2020 experience? Yeah. That was a good there album. There two parts to it. Uh, so the second one wasn't as good. I think Jay-Z had put out Magna Carta Holy Grail around that time, maybe. Oh, yeah, that sounds about right. Because they toured together, maybe. I think. Yeah, they did a stadium tour. Yes. Because they were at Yankee Stadium, I remember. Yes. Okay. Um, I anyway. thought you was going to talk about LeVar Ball and his new D-League. So I don't know what that is. Would you like to explain? Because it sounds like... Well, in, in the most basic terms... Right now, you used to be able to go straight from high school to the NBA. Right. And that rule was abolished, I guess, to keep as many of the top prospects from depriving these schools of their money. Like, <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Because if, if the best athletes go straight from high school to the pros, then the NCAA misses right. out on their opportunity to make money. I was going to say something kids. like that was actually like... Well, as a child, I thought, oh, that oh, makes sense. You, you know, and... you need at least one year of college, you know, get some book learning. But now that I'm an adult, I think about it. And I'm like, it's probably so that the NCAA doesn't miss out on making money off of these niggas for at least one season oh, God, <laughs> before they can go pro. I'm pretty sure that's it. So what LeVar Ball is saying is I'm going to create an alternative league because you have to spend a year out of high school before you can go pro, but you don't necessarily have to go to college. So he's saying, you know, <laughs> so I'm going to have, go to I'm going to have a D league and I'm going to pay you guys. That's the thing. The NCAA will not pay you. But if you're that good, you don't need college any fucking way. 
the NCAA doesn't pay these athletes. You get tuition waivers and a little stipend and all that, but you don't actually get a check. Okay. Especially not anything. If, if you're a D1 athlete, uh-huh. you're not getting a check that's anywhere near worth what you are making the athletic program. These schools are bringing in millions of dollars and funding every other sport on campus. Like if you are in the big sport on campus, you're probably funding all the rest and lots of other shit too. So LeVar Ball is saying you can skip that college bullshit. Come play with me. I'll give you some money up to $10,000 a month and you can play and get ready for the NBA. My question is, how the fuck is LeVar Ball going to finance this? Because That's what I was going to ask you. It sounds like it's expensive. No, it's, it's like, so who is going to, who's going to sponsor this? And if you mean up to 10000 then what's the lowest amount somebody's going to be paid? And how many teams are you going to have? I don't know if he's answered all those questions yet or if he was just like, this is what I'm going to do. But it may be a good idea. I think the NCAA, if if he can find a way to to realistically finance it, the, the NCAA is going to be shook. I mean, I Because the be. top black, and let's just be real, the top athletes are almost all black. Okay. Probably going to be like, let me go waste six months with LeVar Ball and them in a junior basketball league, make some money, and then go to the NBA and make the real money and not waste my time in college where I wasn't ever really going to be focused on getting an education anyway. Let's just be real. They're not. I mean. So. <laughs> no, they're not. They're in college. I mean, because, no, you're right. Yeah, it's like you have to go. So. <laughs> so that's what that whole thing is about. We'll see. I know what, so many niggas that left high school when I was going to school like niggas that were in grades higher than mine and went to college and completely fucked the whole thing off mm-hmm. thinking that they were going to make it into like the NBA and never did and right then it was kind of like what do I do now because I wasn't doing shit in school or got kicked out of mm-hmm. school for not doing anything right well if you are really really good you're probably going to know by your sophomore or junior year whether you have a good chance of turning pro and so most of these kids, uh, most of them, most high school athletes not going to play college ball. Most college athletes not going to play pro ball. It just is what it is. Right. But for kids who are like, why should I go to North Carolina or Texas or right. OU for that matter or any other big ass school and make them millions when I could go play with LeVar Ball, get some money that I could send back home to my mama for a year and then sign a real check with the NBA and start my career, you know? So we'll see if LeVar Ball can actually pull this off. Off. I don't, but I feel like the NCAA is gonna find a way to shut that. Yeah, down. that sounds like. I mean, again, I know pretty much nothing when it comes to this stuff, but what from what I, I I feel like I've gathered just paying attention to Levar Ball, I think that he thinks like he's Iron Man, or so he seems to think like he's indestructible. Yeah. So while I don't really know how that would be paid for, I'm sure he just. <laughs> I also don't know how he happen. thinks he's gonna pay for that, but um, it would be interesting if he could pose a real threat to the NCAA if he starts yeah. taking I mean, their best. Like a great idea. Yeah, then that could be something. But and good the, for kids who genuinely don't plan on going to school to learn shit anyway. Which is most of the top athletes. They <laughs> don't it. give a fuck about school. <laughs> they might go because it's like a team they really love, like a college team they've always wanted yeah. to play for, something like that. Yeah. But I just, I don't know. We will see what happens with that. If he can, get, if he can secure a couple of huge sponsors, I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like the NCAA or whoever the powers that be will send out their goons in the street. Oh, yeah, no. White people are going to be sure. like, uh, I don't no. think so, a nigga. A black man having things? A black man making money off of black kids and then giving it to black kids? I don't think oh, so, bitch. That's not our America. <laughs> 
That's not how America works. Thank you. We're making it great. Uh, so yeah we'll see if that actually you know shakes out well that just about wraps up this week in hot tops we're gonna take a break and then we'll come back with your letters all right so we're back and it is now time for the listener letters it is send your questions to asktheread at gmail.com so i'm looking through the inbox this week and i think we're gonna start with a short one work related okay. this is from Courtney who says hey hey, Kid Fury and Crystal I know that both of you are professionals and oftentimes have to work with different or difficult people how do you remain professional in your work relationships not take other people's bullshit but also manage to not come across as being a difficult person to work with this is something that I struggle with and would like to know what you think or how you two cope thanks and love the show Courtney how do you I fleshed out that email a little bit, but yeah, that was the gist of it. How do you, so when you're doing one of your millions of things that you do, how do you remain professional in your interactions with others and walk that line of like not taking shit and wanting things to be done to a specific standard or in a certain way, but not trying to be bitchy about it? So when I read this, I thought about that clip of Beyonce of course I did. Mm-hmm. But that clip of Beyonce being like, I want it done like this and this and this and da-da-da-da-da. And I'm not a bitch for saying it. Like, I'm the fucking boss. And if I want it done like this, I, if I'm not going to bed, ain't none of you bitches going to bed. Like, it, it's, it's done like this. And it's like, people don't expect that from a woman. They kind of expect you to yeah, not be so forceful or assertive about it. Yeah, maybe definitely. so. But I'm just being like, I'm the one in charge, so do what I say. Right, that's kind of the way that I look at the things that I do when it comes to my business and all of the little things that I do. Um, I never try to like um, belittle anybody or make anybody feel like worthless or bad. Like, right. but I definitely make sure that when I'm speaking, like my tone, the words that I use, my like, Eye contact, everything mm-hmm. is just assertive enough so that you realize that I'm dead serious about this and it needs <laughs> to be done the way that I'm telling you to do it. Because if you're talking about my job getting done, um, especially being that, you know, my work has my name on it. Right. And we've talked about this a million, a yeah, million times. Yeah, our names and faces all over this shit. When we can do our job 100%, if there's somebody else who's doing something with us, for us, whatever, and they don't do their job 100%, and things get fucked up or twisted, it affects right. me, everybody. Right. So I don't really even concern myself with how I are, am coming across when I'm speaking to people. Like, I genuinely know that I'm not go- ever even interested in making somebody feel bad or feel beneath me or feel stupid or anything. Right. But I'm not going to take any shit and I'm not going to sugarcoat anything or mouse around the point. Not when it comes to work. I rather mm-hmm. do that on some personal shit. When it comes to getting, like, the job done, getting the money, getting the, you know, business done, pleasing the people who are listening, blah, 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 all of that stuff. Like, nobody has times for games. And you wouldn't want if somebody is doing a project for you or working, trying to hold up, they got to hold up their end of stuff for a project that you're working on together or whatever. You want them to take their shit seriously, too. Right. So I don't even think about that shit, honestly. And again, I feel like it's probably way 
I know it's more difficult for women because women can be extremely nice <laughs> or like, you know, tiptoe around. You just are not and, allowed to be assertive or like yeah. vocally upset with people. Like people like, seem to not, especially men, don't like to take orders or work underneath <laughs> You know, right? They a don't. Woman. Right? So There's a different. lot of men like that who feel a way about like reporting to a woman or, or being bossed around by a woman. I think I avoid coming across as difficult by just not being difficult. Like if I think you right. have to first take a good look at yourself and right. make sure you are not actually making it hard for people to work with you. One thousand percent. And and some of it is knowing your role, knowing who you are, knowing where your lane is and staying there. Right. Meaning if you just got here and you're the rookie on set, then you probably need to spend more time falling back and listening and paying attention to what's going on instead of trying to insert yourself in the mix like you running something. Right. Or like you the top build bitch on this <laughs> on this screen or whatever right. like that's because that's not it either you know so know who you are know whether you have the range to to be difficult which I think for women usually just means asserting what you want and not letting anybody try to change your mind about exactly. it like make sure you have earned the right to do that also at the same time right. like, make sure you are enough of that bitch to, to be able to say or do exactly. that exactly so yeah, I think it's I think it's just mostly being really self-aware. Like if you said, I'm not a dick to people. As long as you're doing your job and that allows me to do my job, we're probably not going to have a problem. Because I am super easy to get along with. I'm genuinely so, <laughs> just trying to get in, get it get done, out and, and get and that's right it, back out. Right. Like, that's it. Like we're working get... together. I can be cool and cordial. I'm, I'm probably not going to take your number and text you later and like we'll all be <laughs> friends. That's not going to happen. <laughs> but we can all get this money together that's what we're here for we're all here for the not for the check not for the check but we're all getting paid here right so let's all make sure we do our jobs so that everybody can get paid and be happy at the same time exactly so i think that's really all there is to it a little bit of self-awareness courtney good luck to you uh hope things work out with you now let's see who has nigga problems who doesn't <laughs> me <laughs> Praise God from whom all blessings flow. You know, I don't have any niggas ruining my life. So I guess I can say me too. You probably keeping them niggas at a distance from yeah, like arm's length. Like, mm, don't come over here with your extraness. No? No. Are you letting somebody close? No, not that either. <laughs> That's all I meant. Like, I just be minding my business, getting out and watching TV and working. So You're not going to tell me you don't have no rotation. I think that... I know better. No. I mm. think that niggas make assumptions about me before they figure it out. Okay. I do. All right. No, I think okay. the niggas just be like, oh, that kid has got hoes all over the world. And I'm just like, girl, it is me. And Link, Link got boyfriends. Okay. <laughs> I don't. The Link lies. is out here like, oh, girl, <laughs> these niggas just won't leave me alone. <laughs> Link is the one going out every night. You the one staying at home, like. Link is dead. And when ass, are you like, coming home? Sophia, like, <laughs> so I got you a blind date. <laughs> oh, for Dorothy. <laughs> my Pomeranian homegirl's got a real cute owner. <laughs> And you need to get a life. Oh, my God. That would be so crazy if Link was going out with other dogs. Like, listen, do y'all know somebody Please. who can come Anybody. entertain this nigga? Jim. He is alone. Come <laughs> talk to him. She's very I judgmental. I could just see Link doing you like that. She's very judgmental. Texting you like, have my bone charge when I get home. She does what she wants. <laughs> I just will talk to you later. I got to so. FaceTime with my mom and she gets right in front of the camera. And she's like, oh, hey, grandma. How's somebody else? 
That's not. I no, can't I'm... deal with your dog and her attitude. She's very rude. Okay, so now to the question. He says, "Hi guys, my name is Sterling. I'm a gay man, and I've been dating this guy for a few weeks." We're both in our early 20s, okay. and we're both in school, living somewhat similar lives. The only problem is I slave and work to keep my head afloat, and I'm not in the position to live my life without financial bounds. However, his family is very rich. He doesn't work. He spends money frivolously, and it is so hard to watch. Sometimes it hurts me to see him buying irrelevant things, when in the back of my mind, that could have been money to pay my rent or to buy meals that I would actually enjoy something other than ramen. I never thought it would be this hard or a situation I would have to deal with. I feel like I'm a very attractive man with a great personality, with all the makings of an ideal partner, and he has concurred. My question to you is how do I date and possibly pursue a relationship with this man without getting jealous or feeling inadequate about his lifestyle? Sincerely, The Struggle. You already said your name was Sterling, but okay. <laughs> uh, Sterling Steel. Steel. <laughs> is that how it is? It's not no. sterling, st- sterling silver. Oh, silver. I thought silver? you were saying sterling. St- is it sterling silver or sterling? St- it's definitely sterling silver. But okay. I thought you were saying steel like as a command, like sterling, just steal. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> Maybe that too. I don't. Um, sterling silver, my nigga. So, sweetheart, um, it seems like you're either going to have to uh, <laughs> get over it. It's such a harsh way to express this no it is but you're gonna have to like live with the fact that you have different lifestyles or whatever due to your finances and stuff and be comfortable with that or you have to date somebody else right like it's just he probably feels awkward about it also like seeing that you have no worries seeing that you have time that is taken up with having to work and financial things that you have to worry about that most people have to worry about that he right. doesn't so right. he's probably just as aware of it but like not willing to not be rich either <laughs> I'm gonna just like so let's just assume that he's not doing anything that is making you uncomfortable no he's just spending just money like, that right. you're like but uh, he can that could be groceries right right so if his family is rich mm-hmm. and this is a lifestyle it sounds like that he is just accustomed to always been known, doing all his life or whatever he's just living the life he lives and mm-hmm. has been living the same way you live in the life that you live and have been living so it's like you I don't think that you should expect for him to do anything differently um because you don't have the money that his he and his family does mm-hmm. the same way that he shouldn't make you feel like, what do you mean you don't want to go to Nobu? Like, <laughs> it's my favorite restaurant. Like, right. what do you mean you don't want to get these matching Gucci sandals? Like, fuck are you talking about? You know, it, it, you should just be meeting each other mm-hmm. halfway. You know? and, it, and it sounds like I think if he was like being flashy or rude with his money or trying to like flaunt it over you then you probably would have put that in the email. It sounds like he's right. just rich and living his rich ass life and just being that way about it. And mm-hmm. you're looking at it like, well, that's fucked up that I have to work so hard and I'm still, you know, right. barely making ends meet. But I think what you have to realize is that this is all kind of, it's not really something your boyfriend is doing that's causing stress. It's your perception exactly. of the differences between you, which are real differences. Hello, <laughs> They're so real. <laughs> and, I mean, I I have I don't have this. Ex- I would love to have the experience of dating somebody rich. I have do not know what that's like. <laughs> Call me. I've never even dated anybody who made more money than me. So I'm just trying oh, to give you. No, I literally have not ever. So I'm just, I'm just trying to think of like 
probably the what I would tell somebody to do in this situation as opposed to like drawing from my own personal experience. So it seems like the kind of thing where you just kind of have to acknowledge to yourself like okay it is what it is he was born into his family I was born to mine we're into and we're in two different spaces in life what matters is that we have fun together we enjoy being together you know he makes me happy the dick is great you know these things are what's important the fact that he has a little bit more money than I do is no reason for me to to be jealous or feel inadequate. I'm not less of a person because I make less money than he does. But I think that's that's your insecurities talking. Right. Your insecurities are like, you don't deserve this rich ass nigga. Look at him. He just go shopping and just pay for whatever. Or opposite. Instead of you beating yourself up, you're be- you could be beating him up like... You know what I'm saying? Oh, so you spending all of this money on like some Versace blazes and shit and nigga, I had to go to Boston Market this week or whatever. Like yeah. kind of shit. Personally, I've never dated anybody who's made like a bunch of money more than me, but mm-hmm. I've no. definitely had lots of friends growing up in life that got way more money than me. Like Oh yeah, definitely. And but that is never like everybody around us <laughs> had more money than we did. That is never like made me me i've never been like insecure or uncomfortable because you know it's like oh we're going to eat at some rich ass fucking restaurant or they got all this designer shit and i don't know whatever that just made me want to like get on that level too like it inspired me to like work even harder Mm -hmm. and like be even more like uh i don't know just be harder Maybe driven. Yeah, to be more driven at my goals and and trying to, you know, achieve all of that shit. So, yeah, I say the same thing that you would. If he's not doing anything to make you feel bad or attacked or less than, then this is something that you've got to, like... This is a mental thing. Yeah, it's your own level of comfort that you have to figure out or just go and date somebody else who's eating ramen. But, I mean, if this nigga has got, you know, uh, a fresh car and... Whatever. Right. Set some spending limits Very these nice holidays. Things. Get you some good dick from a rich nigga, my nigga. Like I don't uh, have the problem. Okay, right. Ride that until it until it falls off, but you're gonna have to get Literally out of here. Literally. <laughs> and figure it. But you're gonna have to get out your own way uh mentally or else y'all are gonna be doomed before you even really get off the ground. So okay, be a little drier. Yeah, good luck to you. And I mean, hell, he got that kind of money that y'all go out to dinner and he pay. And you, you're not getting ramen tonight. You're getting good rolls. Listen, <laughs> birds don't cry in the trap too long. Alcohol, all type of shit. You're getting mad drinks with your dinner and a dessert. That's absolutely. <laughs> that's, that's, what? That's the point. If I was dating a rich nigga, please, I'm never paying for nothing. I'm never paying for nothing. Take you to a restaurant where the, where the waiter at, offer you coffee after. <laughs> Automatically. They just yes. bring it. They just bring it to the table. They just bring the little ceramic with thing. With sugars. Right. Uh, real cream real heavy cream not that shitty cheap milk cream or bullshit they make all the frosting in the back or all the whipped cream oh yeah all that shit is by hand yeah they got a magnolia in the back absolutely yeah that's what you deserve that's what you should be doing yeah okay I think we got let that rich nigga relieve your burdens (laughs) at the very least you should be eating good you might not pay your rent tell him to call me Kim Fury said, tell your tell your ex-boyfriend to send an email to ask three. I am <laughs> simply joking. <laughs> Before you try to come cuss me out, keep him. Okay. So we have one from a girl whose baby daddy did something stank to her. And then we have one from a girl whose brother-in-law did something stank. So what do you want to do? Baby daddy or brother-in-law? 
I just feel like there's way more potential for fun in Baby Daddy. Okay. So this one is from... I really don't think you want me to say your real name, girl, even though you didn't tell me to give you a fake one. How about... Cotton Eye Joe. Okay. So this is from Cotton Eye Joe. She said, I'm a 25-year-old oh, no, woman. I thought the baby daddy was going to be Cotton Eye Joe. <laughs> Jolene. <laughs> so this is from Jolene. Jolene says, I'm a 25-year-old woman and I've been in a relationship with my boyfriend slash fiance slash common-law husband. Okay, just pick one. Right. It's got, it's got to be Which one, one is it? For seven, almost eight years. It's been rocky like many relationships, but these last five years have been pretty solid. We moved from Chicago to Austin a few years ago and we've been in a really great space, which makes me wonder if I'm overreacting about this situation. His mother, stepfather, and younger sister live in California. This holiday season, he booked an impromptu flight to Cali from December 21st to the 24th. When I say impromptu, I mean that he did not tell me about this trip or include me in the plans. And the kicker is that he's only taking one of our kids. We have two (laughs) sons. One is five. The other one is one. He's taking our fi- he's taking our five year old with him, and it was like pulling teeth to get him to do that. I come from a background where parents either do for both of the kids or for none at all. I can't afford a ticket because I was in school this past semester and dropped from forty hours to thirty hours every week at work. I just bought my babies their Christmas gifts, so my funds have been tight, and I would have expected him to cop my ticket too. He says he needs to burn his paid time off, and that is totally understandable. But I am upset because one, he excluded me and the baby. Two, he doesn't feel bad about it at three i work from 5 a.m to 2 p.m and our son's daycare does not open until 6 30 a.m so i guess this nigga really expects me to take my baby to the office for an hour and a half and then leave and go drop him off at daycare (laughs) which that is a very specific parent thing to be annoyed about but it's real no so yeah. yeah am i wrong for being pissed i voiced my opinion to him so many times and he really does not see why i'm mad he even told me i'm being selfish Please help Jolene. Baby, help me. I'm sorry. Just as soon as you said Jolene, that's where I'm at. I was man. thinking of Dolly Parton. Oh. Um, okay. Well, you know, uh, JoJo, I feel like... <laughs> so, eight-year relationship is... and you only 25. That means y'all got together... Oh, that explains When you were bunch. like 17, 18 years old. Oh, gross. No one of this nigga ain't shit. <laughs> Um, well, you know what? This sounds like niggas nigging. And it's completely missing the whole fucking point. Whole point, which is that if he had it his way, you would be alone with the two kids (laughs) and a job figuring it out by yourself. Right. While he went to California. For three or four days. saying anything to you. Right. Like, that is just odd. Mm-hmm. So they live together. Yeah. And, you know, are parenting these two kids together. And so he just decided, I'm going to go to L.A. for how many days? That's three what's days? killing me. From the 21st to the 24th. So three to four days, depending on when he right. takes off and lands. But that, it's one thing if you want to go to Cali and see your family for Christmas. That's Totally yeah. understandable. Well, nigga, that's Make what everybody does. We have right. Kids together. But we share a household and finances and children together. So you can't just up and leave. Like we are and even if not, even if we didn't live together or have kids, we're in a fucking relationship. How what you just gonna go off are? and go? Sheree ex husband? <laughs> it's not like we got together three months ago and it's just expected that you would go somewhere without me for the holidays. <laughs> 
we have a family. What you mean? You just, hey, you, okay, fine. You going to go, but you're not going to say nothing to me about it. Planning the trip. You never said, hey, babe. I kind of want to go home and see my people for Christmas. Really not trying to travel with a toddler or a newborn. So how you feel about holding it down by yourself for a few days? Like, that's the bare fucking minimum of what he should have done. Couldn't even do that. Couldn't even do that. What is wrong with niggas? Not even like I'm coming to you, letting you know what's going on, right? And then you disagree with me, and I tell you, oh, and well, we can I'm argue about anywhere. it. Not right? even that. Not he even just bought that. the ticket. Just I'm finna go. <laughs> we'll take one of your kids with you. No, nah, bro, I don't, I don't see it for that. Like, <laughs> woo! You don't even have kids that are like. You know, you give them like a Capri Sun and put them in front of the cartoon and they do their homework. I mean, the five-year-old, you might get lucky, but five really might not. You may get two hours off if you got an iPad charged up. But But, other than that, hell all day. And they're not going to sit still. That's the thing. They might not cry or scream or act an ass, but they're not going to sit still, period. They're going to get up and move around and touch you. And I understand him not wanting to take them kids, girl. I'm sorry. I understand that. Oh, anybody. I fully understand not wanting to travel with children. You have them. They're yours. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Like, responsibilities just, they don't work that way. My issue here is that he booked the trip without saying shit to you about it. That's really it. Like, that's where I feel like he got everything so wrong. And so from there, it don't matter who's right or who's wrong about the individual issues because he should have never did the one big thing in the first place. So here's, like, my issue, right? I don't really know how to help Jolene because I feel like, you know... This isn't necessarily like a breakup with him letter to me. Uh, I mean, if it's no, if it's eight years and he did this dumb, selfish thing, and then have a nerve to call you selfish, like I would want for him to understand how inconsiderate what he did was, and to respect that and to learn from it, so that moving forward you you don't have this issue again. But it sounds to me just from what you've described Mm -hmm. that what would happen, regardless of how calmly you might be when you explain this to him, is that he is going to say something that is so far from the point and so irrelevant and so damn stupid that you will be fully enraged Mm -hmm. and want to claw out his eyes. So it's like, it's it's hard with niggas because with when you have niggas so sometimes it's almost impossible to get down to like a simple understanding because they niggas give you so like hurdles and shoots and ladders bitch to go through to before you can just you know what I mean and it's like do I want to just like get a wow. stress ball or a fidget spinner or something that could calm me the fuck down and just sit by myself meditate maybe have a cold glass of duck or whatever <laughs> Oh, wait, look at you. (laughs) Or something to just relieve my stress. Or do I want to try and talk it out with this nigga and, you know, risk the chance of murdering him when he frustrates me with his sheer stupidity and lack of connection to the facts? Because you just never know. Like, sometimes I genuinely would rather, and then they'll get upset with you because, like, oh, you don't want to say what the problem is or you don't want to talk or you just being passive-aggressive. I am trying not, not to, to kill, kill you. you. Like, that is it. Because I know that you have the capacity of saying some dumb shit to me <laughs> that's going to have me burn this whole block Because you probably just said something dumb to me. And that's why I'm holding on by a thread right fucking now. <laughs> I'm doing what's best for both of us. And that is shutting the fuck <laughs> up. You do the okay, same. Okay, so let me ask you this. Would you be upset that he did not offer to buy your ticket to California? 
What if it was a thing where he came to you and was like, yeah, I want to go to Cali for a few days and see my family, but I just want to go alone, not trying to take you or the kids. To be honest with you, if my family don't live in California, I'm probably not hard pressed to go and visit their ass with your motherfucking ass anyway. So I'm not like dying to go on this trip with you. With me, I would be less upset about you not getting a ticket for me to go and more upset about you not saying that you're going and then thinking you about to just leave me here without a word with your Mm. two kids to figure it the fuck out. And you know what time I work and you know time to go to school and all that other shit right. and I'm just supposed to hold it down because I'm the black woman or whatever right. no, and not that, complain that, and that. not be upset and even being upset at you being inconsiderate and selfish makes me somehow selfish right so like, you turn that on me like me pointing it out makes you say oh well you being selfish how do you not realize that all of these things lead to me wanting to punch you in your mouth I have a feeling that Jolene wouldn't be mad at all if he was like hey babe surprise me and the kids are going to California for four days oh, what? and you can have the house by yourself. <laughs> Mike, would you like me to purchase a mileage booster for you? <laughs> like, let's see if we can upgrade you to a comfort seat. Let me make sure. Extra leg room. Now, you know you could check the car seat and the stroller for free. Don't let them tell you different. When you zoning? What, what zone you in? What time you board? Let let's get you some pre-boarding. Sky priority for that ass bitch. Oh, no. You traveling with two kids that small. You're going to pre-board. Because you got a family. That's right. So you get to get on that A one-year-old and a five-year-old? No. You're getting a whole row. Now we we would like to uh, offer anyone who needs extra (laughs) time boarding. Anybody who needs extra time. And then here come the the crew with the strollers and shit. Like, that's us. No, it's us. You're first up. Yes, you are. Here's a little extra pocket money for some snacks at Hudson News. (laughs) Like, whatever. And I bet his parents and sister would love to see these kids. They probably don't ever get to see these kids. That's another thing. His mama's going to be like, you came to California and didn't bring both of my grandbabies? The fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> I don't even understand what his thinking was in just buying this ticket and being like, so I'm going. Right. Yeah, it seems a little... Well, That's no, weird. it seems a lot like this nigga got you fucked up, girl. It really yeah. do. And yeah, not inviting me is one thing, but not taking your children with them and, and giving me a break. Dude, that's what you should have done. He should have just been like... Me and the boys are going to Cali and you turn your alarm clock off or, you know, just come home and nobody's hollering for you. Nobody is throwing Cheez-Its and Cheetos at you. (laughs) You don't have to clean up after nobody but your damn self. That would be too much like right. It would be considerate. And it would also be... It would be, be taking your partner's feelings and what she has to deal with into account. On top of that inconveniencing yourself. Yes. Because then you have be to you travel taking on extra three, burden, two children. Which is trash. You know, like, niggas are never... Their thought is never let me do something for you that is going to inconvenience me. Right. They never are like, let me take on extra work in order to make things easier for you. That's well, not... Let me raise... Let me raise a kid. So I'm looking from, I'm, I'm assuming your people in L.A., they probably aren't. But from Austin, Texas to L.A. is about three hours and 30 minutes on a plane, which means you're going to be fresh out of fucking luck dealing with kids that small for that long so on a plane. So much shorter amount of time but, than you raising them. But that's what you need to do if you think you just go up and go to California and not talk to me about it first. Because that's, raise that's trash. right? For much longer than three hours. So, yeah, girl, you're absolutely not being selfish for asking your man to, you know, take you and your kids into consideration because that's the bare fucking minimum of what he should be doing as a partner and a father. Or at least being like, hey, babe, so planning on going on a trip. Here's when. Does that work? What makes you think that you can just 
go somewhere without telling me when we have a household together. That I'm is confused. Niggas are crazy, girl. What are you talking about? Well, so yeah, you're not wrong. You have every right to be upset. Let him know we said so. Send your questions to asktheread at gmail.com and we will be right back. All right, so we are back and it is now time for the read. It is. I just have a couple of quick things this week about white people, as usual. So there is a man in Minneapolis who is uh, looking at getting a new trial because two jurors came forward and admitted that racism was the reason why they chose to convict him. They literally said this out loud. Wait. So his name is Michael Smith. He's been in jail for the past five years for illegally possessing a firearm as a convicted felon. So um, the police, I'm looking through the story now, and the police never had any real evidence linking him to the firearm. The trial really came down to who the jury believed. And while they were in the back deliberating, apparently one of the jurors was like, you know, he must be guilty. He's a black guy with a criminal record living in North Minneapolis. He's just a hood gangbanger and no good. So, you know, he's guilty. And the rest of the white people were like, sure, sounds legit. And so they literally convicted that man <laughs> off the strength of a racist suggestion. And he has been, been in prison this entire time. And finally, these two jurors, I guess, felt bad enough about it to come forward and be like yeah so we didn't there was never any reason to think that he'd done it there wasn't any evidence or anything we just were like the black guy's probably lying right and so now black man has been in prison for years and that's just the way our justice system works i mean if you are black you really have to pray cross your fingers that the white people in that jury box are not gonna go in the back and be like what are all the worst things i've ever thought about niggas And just really ruminate and stew over them. And speaking of the worst things about white people, remember the little bitch Brianna brochure that we talked about? Thank you for doing it. The University of Hartford bitch Mm -hmm. who, if you don't remember, did all those nasty things to her black roommate, spitting her coconut oil and put food or some kind of gross shit in it, dirty tampons in her bag and shit like that. At first, you know, we hashtag the blacks were very excited, not because this happened, but because the white girl was arrested and kicked out of school. And we were told she would be charged with a hate crime. But at this point, the uh, I believe that the prosecutors have decided not to do this. Mm -hmm. Her lawyer said that when it's all said and done, what you see is that this isn't racism at all. These are just two students who were placed together and didn't like each other. And so... It shouldn't be. It's not a it's not a hate crime. It's just two kids who don't like each other. But you're the thing about that is that your little bitch, your little bitch ass client. The whole thing was that she was doing this because she was jealous of Jamaican Barbie, which is what she called that girl. She was jealous of that gorgeous black girl. Right. Those were her words. And the only reason she was doing nasty things like putting clam dip in her skincare products. That's what it was. Moldy clam dick. (laughs) Because those okay. clam dicks. <laughs> okay, you know I did oh, not man. mean that. But like, this girl ended up going to the hospital and was sick and had all this throat pain and everything. And you mean to tell me that the the white child literally only did it because the girl was black. But now prosecutors are like, that's not really enough to charge her with a hate crime. Well, then what the fuck is? How can you not beat her ass over this? And she still did it because she was right. See, so now that means that Brianna's roommate 
the black girl Jazzy Jazzy, Jazzy deserves to be able to punch that bitch in the face at, at the at, very least at least six times I didn't whip her ass I did what I was I supposed said, to do y'all said let the law handle it right and they didn't but do but here y'all shit. go bullshitting because if she's not getting a hate crime it's certainly not gonna be a felony or anything like that it's probably gonna be like I don't know some ridiculous misdemeanor reckless use of property or some bullshit and she'll get like a hundred dollar fine and a slap on the wrist it's gonna end up being nothing because they've decided to take away the hate crime part of it. But if the entire motivation behind the attack was race, then how can you in good conscience say that it's not a a hate crime? How can you not? But, you know, white people refusing to take responsibility for what they're doing. Example number 3,782. So fuck Brianna Brochu once again. Fuck the criminal justice system that leaves black people to basically, like, in both of these stories, it's like a black man's life hung in the balance. And white people were like, sure he did it. Sure he did. (laughs) Who cares if a nigger goes to prison? And then on the other side of it, a black girl has been wronged and the justice system should be doing something to make that right. You had the chance to do something to make it right. And you said, you know what? Let's just go ahead and protect the white girl anyway. Garbage, trash, fuck everything. The Republican Party and this tax bill scam has got me stressed out and angry and upset. So everything is trash this week. Just wanted to highlight two things that were particularly awful. I'm done. All right. Well, for me, it should be short. Um, I just want to say to um, to white people, I understand that you've got your president and he's doing things for y'all and y'all only. Mm. And mm. I understand that, um, <laughs> you know. Most of them you, white folks going to be ass out of luck also. I don't know that. They yet. don't know that. I mean, you know. <laughs> A lot of them. No, a, a lot. very large portion of them. Overwhelming majority. Don't realize no, they're going to be so fucked. It's fun seeing some of them, like, that light Slowly snap. Slowly realizing. On. Yeah, they're like, wait a minute. Like, wait. What, a white man lied to me? I'm just looking at this information and it doesn't. <laughs> so I'm going to get an extra $20 a month back in taxes and this corporation is going to get, like. <laughs> I just, I'm doing just a little bit of the math. And it seems it's kind of not adding up. I don't I don't think this is right. Oh god, don't get me started. For the rest of you, I just want to say for me as an individual, um, I would like it for you to stop trying me. Um, I have been um doing the best that I can to just go out in these streets, get what I gotta get done, done, and get right back to my humble fucking abode. Uh, many of you are trying my patience, my literal patience because that is just about all that I have with y'all and it should be more than enough when we were in Detroit um, we had just come back from doing the show and we were going to go have dinner in the restaurant downstairs I was going up to my room to go and put my things down oh no there were (laughs) one two three four Caucasians in the elevator with us you got off on your floor and as soon as you know there's something I think that white women maybe not all of them but white women maybe feel the don't try me steaming off of you because it's like you were in there and they held it together Catherine Jane really kept her shit together she was drunk as shit I mean they were obviously drunk when we got stumbling into the elevator but just like she kept it cute existing yes That was fine. The moment that you got (laughs) off of the elevator and the doors closed, there is one white woman who is decked out in, I think, lion's gear. Oh, yeah, because there was a a A lion's game game that day. 
So she's in all of those colors. And then there was one white man with her, two other white women. The one woman in the lion's gear is blasted. Like, just garbage right now. And so when you got off the elevator and the doors close again, she puts, she's in the corner of the elevator, like opposite corner of me. I'm standing over by where all the buttons and shit are and she's in the back. So she like presses her body weight up against the corner and lifts both of her legs up and spreads them spread eagle style and rests her right leg on the shoulder of the man that is standing next to her and then proceeds to direct her left leg over into my direction. So I looked at this white woman's white foot and I said, Lord, what is happening to me, Jesus? And so I just looked at her in her face. I didn't say a word because I just felt like this is going to be something that leads to the news. I don't even know what the Mm -hmm. local channel here is or whatever, but I'm going to be on it. I just I'm not going to say a word. I'm going to look at this woman like the nut job that she is. Right. And hopefully that is enough for her to cool her (laughs) fucking jets. So she doesn't touch me with her leg when I look at her. She just kind of like moves it across me and oh, just makes no. sure that it doesn't... So now she's got her whole entire puss to the wind <laughs> with her legs spread out. I feel out when you tell me about that. And so then one of her homegirls is like, the one who... She must have been like the designated driver because she seemed like maybe she was like the, the only sober one or yeah. the least drunk. And so she looks just embarrassed. Like, <laughs> just blackened. <laughs> and so I'm looking at this bitch like she's crazy. And so the guy, like, like slaps her leg down. Like, like bitch, snap out Your of pussy's it. You're out doing in the, open. the most. And I'm still staring at her. Have not moved. Frigid. <laughs> Just looking at this bitch, waiting for the moment where it becomes too much. And then, you know, I have to go to jail. Yeah. So when he smacks her leg down, then she starts doing, she goes, <laughs> she goes, everybody, watch out, I've got this. And she just like starts doing fucking karate. That's the best part. At the door in front of everybody. So she's doing like high kicks and like, and like the whole thing, just like all of this. Like, full out in this tiny elevator at the fucking Westin or wherever it was that we were staying. And I am just like, and then on top of that, I'm staying on like the 22nd floor or something, which is like the floor right underneath the top. So I have to go all All the way way. up with Like, it felt like I was on that elevator for a fucking year. Eventually, when she starts doing her Karate Kid shit, the man grabs her and pushes her into the corner and then stands in front of her and presses his whole body against her (laughs) so that she may not move <laughs> she's like giving the exorcist like Ooh. what's going just hey! like just losing it this drunk drunk mongoose NFL of a woman. games NFL so games. finally we get to my floor or whatever and I just got off like I didn't even say anything I just knew that I was not touched I was not spoken to directly mm-hmm. and I got to leave that was too much then Sunday comes around. I go to the theater. I actually went to the IPIC to go and see um, 
the new Star Wars. Not the one that we went to in... Oh, no, you didn't come with us to Jersey when we went to go see it. Oh, what? No. Jersey to see it? No. Well, that I think is just closer to... uh, What's the IPIC? IPIC is like this fancy theater where they like serve liquor and food while you're eating and they've got like these reclining seats. It's really nice. And it's like... When it's the seats better. go back too far, I have a tendency to fall asleep. I just get comfortable and be like, well, let me just doze off. I Well, the liquor is super strong and the food is actually decent. It's like a really... It sounds like a fun... It's a fun theater. It sounds like, it sounds like a great date theater. It is really, really great for dates. It's great for like going with your friends and also for going... I've learned to go to theaters without having to worry about kids being there because the tickets are more expensive than going to a traditional theater, oh, obviously. Yeah. So, you're so not most people take ain't about to go and take their kids into the fucking eye nice. Especially because they have liquor there. Like They've got a bar damn near on every floor. You can order drinks directly to your seat in I the like theater. This. Why so is this like, I wanted to get wasted. Well, yeah, there's one like not far from here, actually. Oh, okay. So that's the one I went to. Because when we went to go see it in Jersey, we had a whole other thing that I had to get on IG Live and complain about. So... <laughs> okay. I went to the one downtown. So I'm standing outside and I'm waiting for my friend to show up. And I've got... I'll get get to that in a second. Just know that I'm standing outside. I'm on my phone. I'm listening like to some music or whatever. And so this white man approaches me um... And he says something to me, and I'm already annoyed because I have headphones on. So why are you talking to me? We don't know each other. Um, so I take my headphone off, and he goes, yo, do you you got any, like, weed? <laughs> uh, my nigga, are you the feds? <laughs> Who does that? I was like, no. Why would I, I have weed? I really don't. Why would I have weed? So did you think that... So I'm standing there, jeans. I had on, like, my bright red, uh, that hotline bling Montclair jacket I got. Okay, yes, yes. So I'm like, I guess maybe you thought that because of this big, like, shiny bubble <laughs> jacket that I was a dope dealer or something like that, my nigga. But wow. I'm simply here standing outside of this theater to go to the movies just like you are. Like, wow. did you assume that just because I'm a, a nigga standing outside of this white man's establishment... With a big shiny coat. With a big shiny coat on that I must have somehow been a drug dealer. And the thing is, I did have weed. Of course you but did. But it was my weed. Right. I do not have any weed for you, That's random Caucasian creature. your pack. Get the fuck away from me. What the fuck is you talking about? Like, <laughs> I would have never had no weed to give to you. And I want to think that you're not dumb enough to assume that if I did have weed, right. that I was just going to give you some. Who would so do that? So you must have thought that I was a drug dealer. Right. Why? Because I'm a black man standing outside of a movie theater? Like, I couldn't have just been waiting on somebody too. Right. So you didn't get busting your motherfucking face. The Lions uh, fans didn't get their whole ass dragged outside of the elevator. I have been working. Yeah, I have been patient. patient. I did not cuss that man out. Mm-hmm. I didn't tell him all of the square feet of my ass that he could have chewed on that fucking <laughs> evening. When you came for me, Lord. you all assaulted me. You were harassing me. And I didn't do nothing but stand tell in my friend. blackness, minding my own fucking business. But if I would have snapped off on your ignorant white asses, right. it would have been me in the fucking chokey having to deal with an unfair trial like the rest <laughs> of our niggas. Like, I'm tired. If you see me, hear about me, I like I, I work very hard on, you know, establishing facial expressions mm-hmm. that make it clear that I don't want to be approached or spoken to. Take the... That. 
message. That's all. Don't come up to me doing or saying any dumb shit in your drunkenness or your highness or whatever the fuck else. Keep your white to yourself. <laughs> I'm just trying to live. And y'all are making that hard enough. I don't have no weed for you. I don't have a shoulder for you to rest your thighs on, bitch. Get away yes, from yes. me. If anybody's resting their thighs on shoulders, it's me. That's right. Back up. And that white man, it. he clearly didn't know nothing about black people because even if I was, let's just say I was a let's drug dealer. Let's just say. In lower Manhattan tell outside them, the please. movie theaters. Tell them. Sir, Mr. Tad McCracker, like, you absolutely cannot go up to random drug dealers and say, excuse me, sir, do you have any weeds? And uh-huh. expect me to be like, oh, well, would you like an eighth? A half an ounce? An ounce? I got oh, blue days. Of course. <laughs> Would you like I an indigo? A sativa? I got some blends. I got some edibles. got some hybrids. Bitch, got some oils. Wax. Nigga, even if we do have drugs, you can't just walk up to us and ask for drugs. Nigga, you sound like the feds. Who is going to pull out weed and do a transaction with you right you here on the fucking sidewalk? Dizzy you bitch. stupid bitch. That's what makes me think he was trying to just be racist and didn't really want no weed. Because I feel like white people smoke weed no better than that. They have to. They no, have to. White people in any, especially on this island, white people will walk all up and down Manhattan smoking weed, asking for weed, doing whatever, with no, like, fear of any form of consequences. True. Because they don't have to suffer any consequences for that kind of thing. So I understand him being comfortable enough to just walk up to somebody and ask them for some weed. But my thing is, you just assumed that I had weed for sale because I'm a black man. I'm black, yep. and what Whatever clothes just standing out here, like in front of the theater on my phone, like I couldn't have been waiting to go into the, to the fucking, fucking theater. Star Wars, which I guess everybody saw. Now, if I would have told that bitch all about himself, then he would have bucked up on me mm-hmm. and told me all about how it's not racist. He voted and for all Obama. This social, and whatever the fuck else. <laughs> and then I'm going to get frustrated. Like I said earlier in the show, your mouth is making me even more frustrated than I was before. And now I have to hit you. And he would have deserved it for walking up to a total fucking stranger talking about, do you have any weed? Bitch, I should slap you. (laughs) For assuming I'm a drug dealer and then for assuming I'm such a terrible drug dealer that I would sell to you a random on the sidewalk. A random on the sidewalk. A random white man. You didn't even send your black friend. In fucking Fulton Market or whatever that little white ass shit is over there with the fancy chocolate shops. Where you know white people are just waiting to arrest you. Waiting. If I would have simply nodded my head, I would have seen red and blue lights. Yeah, right. I'm not dumb, bitch. Right. Back the fuck up. And even if you are that dumb to come up to me and ask me for some shit like that, bitch, the answer is no. I would have never, if I was actual drug dealer, had somebody who just so freely, not even a whisper, just right. came right up, weed perhaps? <laughs> like, what? You no, took, white man. And the true, like, kicker is you could have just got on a train or gotten a little Uber or whatever, gone uptown, <laughs> and niggas would have walked right past you offering. You wouldn't even have to say nothing. But you too afraid to go to black neighborhoods because you're afraid of black people unless you're in your neighborhood and you see them then you can get high. Right. Fuck off. <laughs> How about that? He thought that? you were safe because you journeyed all the way down to Whitesville. Right. <laughs> so he was like... Clearly a Negro couldn't be down here for any... Like, Must be a drug dealer to afford movie tickets all the way to down this here. place. Right. Oh, in this no. $25 movie. They've got drink minimums <laughs> and no niggers don't come here. You he must not spending a hundred dollars of the movies. Bitch, yes I am. I should have chopped you in the middle of your throat. <laughs> if I I want a bunch of margaritas while I watch Luke Skywalker and them niggas, then that's what I'm going to have. And how dare you assume that I can't come down here unless I'm selling fucking drugs. And his little date, his little white girl kept walking. <laughs> she, walked, she walked right said, through I'm gonna them ask double the, doors. I'm going to ask that guy and she was like, please don't. Right. Please, this is so When racist. I tell you that she punched, <laughs> like, like, 
standing right by those little double doors, those automatic Child, doors. Kaylee said, not me. And she was like, no, because no, I'm not no, fighting for no, you. <laughs> that must have been a first date, bitch, because she she was like, nah, no, I don't got no, no loyalty I'm to not, you, my I'm not neighbor. going to take that risk. <laughs> I'm going here to watch Coco. She was like, you're not gonna, you're not gonna embarrass me in front of this black man. She kept it. I really do have black moving. friends, and I know this is offensive. <laughs> like, I'm gonna post about this on Facebook, and my oh friends my are gonna be like, "Wow, please just don't do it." Can't that. believe that guy didn't hit you in the face. <laughs> what a dick. White men feel like they could just do whatever, anything, because they can. If I ever tell you when I was in L.A., I was in L.A. for 305 Live, and I happened to be out on a balcony in our Airbnb. It was like three floors up, and I heard like arguing, and I look over the balcony, and I don't know what happened in the cars. I think, like, this guy, this white boy who was driving, like, an expensive, like, white sports car. I think maybe he went to, like, cut off this uh, Latino dude. And they get to arguing. Like, they stop. They get to arguing. And at one point, the white boy gets out of his car. What? Approaches the, the the other guy's car and, like, spits on his truck. When I tell you that that Latino brother got up out of that truck and laid his ass out, my phone was in the apartment charging. I was so mad I didn't get to fucking tape it. I went on Twitter and I was like, Nick, I just saw a a Latino dude beat the shit out of a deserving white boy. Like, it was, he beat the white boy's ass. And then keep y'all spit to yourselves. And then the white boy going, help! Like, he's got him in a headlock (laughs) at some point and is screaming bloody murder. Help! Somebody help me! And there was, like, one guy who, like, pulled over. Like, well, he like slow down and stopped mm-hmm. like he looked he might have also been Latino and he was like y'all stop fighting stop fighting and the guy was like help him get him off of me and the guy looked at him like kind of twice you ever seen that uh, 50 cent gif I think from oh, Entourage yeah, where, where he, he like laugh and laughs drive and drives off like he kind of did that without the laugh uh, like he was just kind of like no nah. nah. and he kept it mm-hmm. moving and the dude like if my man is fighting you it's for a reason it's for a reason. We're I watched the whole thing happen up until, like, somebody eventually pulled over, separated them from fighting. I love that you stayed up there and watched the whole the thing. The whole You wasn't about to go down and stop thing. nothing. <laughs> it ended up, like, he calls the cops. The guy waits for the cops to, um, to show up. And I guess they got, like, test stories, testimony, whatever you call it, from both of them. A statement? Statements. Testimonies Test in the stories. Court. You spent too much time on Instagram. Whatever. <laughs> Everything is not a story. I said testimony. Oh, okay. but I think that's only in the courtroom. <laughs> Whatever. They spoke to them both, and the uh, Latino dude got arrested. Of course he did. And they you put can't... homeboy in his car, and he got to go home. Of course he did. That's how it works in real life. That's why we can't ever just fight the fuck out of y'all, even when you deserve it, because we will still go to jail and you will still go home. But you didn't need help when you were spitting on my car, bitch, so don't holler for me. You got in your fucking vehicle and spit on my car. Latino and I was dude supposed to just be beat mad. his ass and then drove off real fast. He shouldn't have never he stayed long enough for the police to show up. there and everything. Oh, well, the guy took a picture of his car. Oh. Well. He took a picture of the license, like, when he got of out of the car did. or whatever and shit like that. But he stayed there, and I could tell, like, after they put the cuffs on him and everything, the white boy got in his car and he like he drove off or whatever after the police reports or whatever. And I could tell just still looking at them being nosy that the cops were like sympathetic or empathetic or whatever with the guy. Like they didn't want to arrest him or whatever. But 
They probably like I would have did it too, but the law is the law. Unfortunately, I gotta do what the fuck I gotta yeah, do. Yeah, unfortunately, you cannot put your hands on people, but it seems like you should not be able to spit on people's things either. I just feel like that also should that be also feels like that's assault on my property. What is that called is, legally? I don't know. To do there. I don't know. But what if your nasty, acidic, gross spit like burns through the custom paint on my car or something like that? I don't know. You. It's just nasty and gross and rude and disrespectful. If you spit at me or on my things, I should be allowed to hit you. I just feel like that feel like should that's be fair. in the law. Huh, but it is. All of the laws. That's too bad. It's just too much like right. But that anyway, sucks. I say that all to say again, white people, <laughs> back the fuck up for me. It's only so much that all of us can take. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And we try very hard to follow the rules, although they're already set it up for us to fail. We try to just go about our very existences, taking what the fuck you'll give us, <laughs> and trying our best to just live and have equal motherfucking rights. And you want to come up and harass the fuck and antagonize the fuck out of us and we just can't be even rude. beat your ass just leave us alone start with me <laughs> and work your way and out and then get to everybody else <laughs> I just I'm tired uh, it's and so that's real. it it's so real alright well that wraps up this week's episode of The Read don't forget today's episode is brought to you by Sonos the new Sonos One is blending great sound with Amazon Alexa for hands free control of your music and more for a limited time Sonos is offering our listeners 10% off one order of $2,500 or less for any product on Sonos.com just use promo code READ10 that's R-E-A-D-1-0 at Sonos.com to receive this offer don't forget to check us out at this is the read and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr at This Is The Read. Um, also, last week, we did not mean to freak you guys out with the whole yeah, <laughs> anniversary so. show announcement. <laughs> I'm like, oh, in hindsight, I think we fucked with people because the yeah. title was signing off, yeah. which people, I guess, thought was like... <laughs> We're signing off of the I was making fun of Drea. Right. Not signing her son's paperwork. <laughs> but niggas didn't catch that. Did it. But it's and funny then, because I didn't know that the Instagram, our Instagram said a uh, big announcement tomorrow. Oh, that's Alex's fault. So, right. So that, <laughs> and then I just felt like there was a big announcement. This, and people saw the, the, the title, title is what like, ruins everything. And then so you like, got up to leave because you had to blow your nose. Right. So people were like, oh God, she couldn't handle it. I'm like, no, I really, yeah, I could not handle it. I um, really did have to go blow my nose, but it wasn't, sorry, you guys, we didn't mean to fuck with your emotions yeah, like that. So sorry. I'm just, I'd be so high. And but like, thank you very much because the Apollo show sold out so fucking fast. Yeah. That is crazy. Like it sold out immediately. Hours. Right. So thank you guys for all the support. We will see you in February at the Apollo. Still just is so crazy to say out loud. So any other news this week? Um, I think that that is just about it. Happy holidays to you and yep, everybody. Your loved ones and hope you make the most of it. Um, we'll be doing the best of 2017 episode next week. So no Nothing new, just a recap of everything. So make sure you tweet us or go to our Facebook page and let us know what your favorite moments and episodes were. Please include the episodes. If so you that can, we know. Yes. Right. So that we can have an idea of how to go back and find it. But yeah. Um, also and on the Reed's Instagram page as well. You don't have to. Oh, yeah. You don't have to go individual. to whatever my last picture was and type your comments. It is so weird that people do that. Slump but <laughs> I've decided that, you know, my Instagram, it's not even really mine. It's no just more. a bulletin. It's board. just right. It's just it's whatever fine. y'all want to post. On. Just whatever you want. <laughs> uh, also, go check out The Randown with Robin Thede. It is the podcast for her show, The Rundown, which is so fun. I did an episode. Oh. 
Isn't that cute? cute? That is cute. They, um, so yeah, I went by her office and we talked about how her show is good, even though it's on BET. <laughs> <laughs> And how, you know, she basically says, this is what I want to do and y'all need to make it happen. And it's working. You know, she's constantly on all these top 10 best late night, top 10 best new shows lists and all that. So, yeah, go check out the rundown with Robin Thede. I uh, basically gave her number and was like, you have to be my friend now. So we're friends now. Good. And that's it. Anything else? What's our what's our acronym this week? Um, Our acronym this week will be to round out 2017 the shit show that it was k y w t y yes uh, is the first word kill no okay good i give you the first word it's okay keep keep your white Oh my god! Oh my god! Keep oh. your white. Mm, it's right. Tyranny. Jesus. To yourself. Oh, there's no. There's, <laughs> there's no two Keep your white trash. Oh my god. Keep your. Keep your white tricks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> keep your. It's not white, is it? <laughs> okay, you don't have to. You didn't have to follow. <laughs> It's not, is the W for white? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Keep your was, keep your white to yourself. Oh, you're white to I yourself. Mean, that's not grammatical. Like that's just <laughs> grammatically trash. So I get I'm really trying to figure out what the T stands for. <laughs> just keep all of your white on your own yes. person. And just take that message into 2018. Don't lie me. And the re- and beyond. All right. Thanks, guys. We will see you next year. Ha <laughs> ha. 